don't you know I'm still standing after all this time Picking up the pieces of my life without you by my side Don't you know? All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. After a month-long hiatus for reasons unknown. Just kidding. For um, for for many good reasons. We at Amateur Hour are excited and proud and shocked and awed to be back here in the booth, in the recording studio, cooking up some heat. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. It feels good. Uh, without further ado, uh, you are listening to an episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm one of your hosts, Max, along with your other host, Shreyas. And this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Network. Every topic, every team, everywhere. Hashtag do you believe. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode the real 106 of Amateur Hour. Uh, it is uh, a, a pleasure, an honor, and a privilege to be back here in the booth. When I talk about reasons for taking uh, uh, hiatus, it's just a lot of, uh, you know, sometimes when you're a human being and you're alive, life mm-hmm. kind of catches up with you. And mm-hmm. it, it throws a lot of things at your way. Uh, and it throws a lot of them uh, within a month. Like literally everything that you thought you knew for the past, you know, however many years, uh, all of that kind of goes up, just goes crazy and, 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 uh, you know, head over heels. That that's what happened to me. Uh, just a lot of stuff. Sometimes life can be like that. Uh, that trick where people like throw knives at you while you're spinning on a target. It's yeah, like a and then like trick. six of them hit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just like <laughs> you trying to avoid knives being thrown at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's sometimes what it felt like. Uh, but everything is all good now. We're getting back on track. We're getting uh, getting the schedule realigned and uh, getting the stars aligned too. Without further ado, though, let's just, we'll dive right in. We're going to get these good vibes rolling. Shreyas, give us the weekly highs. The weekly highs. All right, Max, I'm going to start with the sports high for this week. And uh, that's going to be the recent induction of the 2022 Basketball Hall of Fame class. Um, A very star-studded class this year, Max. It was uh, I had a chance to li- listen to all of the the Hall of Fame speeches, um, but you had Dwayne Wade, you had Paul Gasol, you had Tony Parker, who I'm wearing his shirt right now, Tony Parker. Mm-hmm. Represent. Uh, represent. <laughs> uh, you had uh, Coach Pop, Greg Popovich. Pop. Yeah, Dirk, Becky Hammond. Dirk and Becky Hammond. A lot, yeah. lot of San Antonio pride this year. Paul Gasol, Becky Hammond. Pop and Tony Parker Tony all Parker, were a yeah. part of the San Antonio organization at one point during their careers. So um, very, very interesting. They, they they all came in together at the same point. And now that whole big four from that first championship in San Antonio, Robinson, Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker are all Hall of Famers. That's the last person to make it to the Hall of Fame. And Pop, and Pop. So they're all in and the Pop. Hall of Fame. And the fact, too, that like Pop... You, Nobody, I as from a coaching standpoint, he deserves that. He's still coaching, yeah, actively. But I mean, he what he's done and who he is. I mean, you know, you know the name. If you know basketball, you know Greg Popovich. I mean, there, it's it's rare to have a. There's only a couple, few coaches that have been coaching and made the Hall of Fame at the same time. Like off the top of my head, I could think of like Larry Brown. I don't know if Jerry Sloan or 
Don Nelson were were in the Hall of Fame while they were coaching. I mean, they may not be, but like it's but close, not a huge yeah. list. It's not a huge no. list. So Pop should definitely be a part of that list. He is arguably the greatest NBA coach of all time. Mm-hmm. It might not be that arguable at this point, but he got that team through a lot mm-hmm. and made them at the top for so many years, right? Five championships. He's been there 27 years now, right? 96 was his Long first year. Yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously, and his 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 speech was hilarious, too. I don't yeah. know if you had a chance to watch his speech. His speech and Tony Parker's speech were hilarious. Were hilarious, so yeah. Uh, what about your uh, personal high? Do you have anything good from this uh, past month, this past week? <laughs> Ooh, past month, past week. Uh, I saw Barbie. Oh, very good. Did you like yeah. it? Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I didn't see Barbenheimer. You didn't I did, see Barbenheimer? I didn't I saw, do the uh, Barbenheimer. Um, have you done Have you done the Barb I saw Oppenheimer, Heimer, not Barbie. So together, okay. we've done Barbenheimer. We, together, we did. We, okay, so we did the, we did the, um, well, you know how they, what do you, like, what do you, you well, gonna, just straight, I'm just going to ask you, what are you going to give it out of 10? What are you, what are you rating Barbie out of 10? Like a, like a seven and a half. Okay. Respectable. Like a seven and a half. Like it's enjoyable. It's not like some like otherworldly film. Like I get why people like it. It's like, it's not, it's under two hours. It's entertaining. Right? It's under two hours. It has, it has a, has a point to it. There's like, I wasn't right. confused. And right. uh, the performances, like some of the, like the performances are like hilarious. Like Ryan Gosling is freaking hilarious in that movie. He's so that's, funny. I, yeah, that's what I heard. He's I heard so it's, funny. it's just enjoy an enjoyable film. Like he's like I like I would want it. Like if there was a there should be a comedy Oscar. I wish there was a comedy Oscar for but, most funny man. Yeah, just like funny funniest man woman, funniest man. Like the his deadpan delivery and the movies that he does, like the comedy, like other guys and like those movies. Yeah. Like they're it, they're so funny. Like that deadpan delivery. Um, like Margot Robbie, great. That's Will just a good movie. Like it's just yeah. a good movie. They had a lot of had a lot of good had a lot of good feel good moments to it. So it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, just good. go and watch it. Yeah, I'll give. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give Oppenheimer. I'll give Oppenheimer. I I said I think when I after I first watched, it, I think I said like eight point six out of ten. Was it I worth? Was, was it worth all three really hours? Good. Absolutely. I think okay. for. I think for what it was, there there weren't a lot of times, except for one time where I had to pee, and I was like, I can't get up and I can't miss this movie. Yeah, that's the thing is like I hate long movies, especially at the movie theater because you're like the movie theater because you don't want to miss, right? If I could pause it, no problem. Uh, But I'm gonna say for three hours, the pacing was great. You had a nice little, you know, soundtrack ambiance in the background. I thought the key moments were good. It was a great look inside of the mind of the man who, you know, created a weapon of mass destruction. But it wasn't just him too, and I thought it was great that it highlighted the team that he had to have around him in order to do this. Um, hmm. And then the societal impact on top of that and just kind of like right. what it does to an individual. And then the kind of political uh, drama that they wove in throughout the movie was really good. Robert Downey Jr. did a great job, a uh, great twist within that. Oh, wait, I yeah. didn't know he was in that movie. Oh, he's one of the main guys. He's like, the oh, main... I didn't read the cast list. Oh, I did not know. I, oh, I, no, I, the I, cast list is uh, you got Remy Malik in there. You got Josh oh, Peck okay. is in there. Yeah, I, saw, I, I, I didn't know he was in that. That was the only one for me that was like. Mm. You, you were like in your head he comes up and you're like i never thought uh, that'd be so simple but you're like <laughs> that's exactly what it was yeah he was the only one for me that was distracting but everybody else florence Pugh, great job oh yeah, um, yeah emily blunt love emily blunt oh i did not know she was in that movie I, i'm telling you, think, you dude the cast you, is great you think uh is it silly you think okay. silly and murphy he wins an oscar for this right phenomenal if he doesn't win an oscar i'm gonna be very upset he okay. yeah is 
a a uh, what do they say? A tour de force. He's a tour de force. Oh, He's yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, uh, He's, yeah. like so good. And for that alone, his price I mean, just went up. I'm I'm sure. His price is what? No, he's a great actor. He's he's cracking my like top ten actors all time. He's cracking it. Really? From have you watched like? Because I know. He, uh, well, so he Peaky Blinders in, is Peaky like Blinders. what everybody okay, knows yeah, yeah. him for. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other thing, yeah, no, he he's he's getting up there for me. Okay. Wow. He's no he's no Christian Bale, but he's getting there. Okay. <laughs> Christian Bale is good. Christian yeah. Bale is good. All right, uh, I'm gonna bring us down to the lows. <laughs> the lows. So for the lows, uh, I suppose just the long and short is that uh, just, you know, a lot of, like I said before, a lot of like life stuff happening, you know, just, you know, changing locations, changing situations some stuff. I got a second degree burn in there. Also got a new car, which is fun. Just just a lot of stuff, you know, and it, you yeah. just kind of get sidetracked and you, you're dealing with it emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, yeah. But, you know, we're still we're still kicking, still playing basketball, still working hard. Um Still having fun, uh, you know that that's pretty much it. So just yeah, you know, to, I, yeah. I to everybody who was missing the podcast, I do apologize for the hiatus, but you know we're back now, and that's what it is. Uh, Michael Jordan term, style. Michael Jordan style. <laughs> I was gone for a minute, but I'm back now. <laughs> In terms of sports, uh, let's talk about something. You know, kind of this this uh, prevailing topic over the past couple months, but really over the past couple of years, the the changing. And when I would argue the decline of kind of the running back position in the NFL. Running backs, an important role, but also I would argue, you know, a very difficult one, right? Especially with the modernization of the NFL, where it's a switch, a very heavy focus on in gameplay and marketing and everything on quarterbacks and wide receivers. The passing game is huge. Without a passing game, an NFL team is obsolete. It's all anybody wants to talk about, and it's what you see. The running back position over the past couple of weeks, we've seen some big names hold out for contracts, some of them ultimately to come around. We had that big Saquon Barkley holdout. He's like, I'm not going to show up to training camp. Da, 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 da. i got to renegotiate my contract. Josh Jacobs is still currently holding out yeah. at the time of recording. Uh, that's crazy to me. And they're, they're trying to hold out so they can get money. But when we look at the numbers, right, and you look at, at like franchise tags, running backs – since 2015, every single position, so we're talking quarterback, linebacker, wide receiver, safety, offensive lineman, every single franchise tag from 2015 to 2013 has gone up. The only position to decline is running back from 10.9 mil to 10 mil. That's yeah, even, crazy. Even kickers and punters have had an increase in kickers and punters franchise kickers have tag gone salary. up by 1.2 million. Yeah. That. So what is so so what is this what does this kind of mean for you know the de-emphasis of the running back position? How does this kind of affect those those players who play there? And how does that affect kind of like the the I mean we know how it's going to affect the state of the game again. It's still going to be a continued emphasis on passing and catching. But right. If you're if you're a running back, what are you what are you doing here? Yeah, I mean Max from the team perspective, I think you see some of the the large contracts and extensions that have been uh, given to running backs in the past. And I think teams have looked at how those contracts have ended and have, and have thought, you know, if we give this guy four years or three years, or maybe like 50, $60 million plus, 
that we're going to get burned after a couple of years because of how um, just because of injury concerns and the running back, like you said, is a very tough position and therefore uh, has a higher propensity of getting injured because they're basically running into the defensive line, like every play that they're running, right? Like every rush play is like their immediate contact. So uh, it's a very difficult position, but when you talk about some of these contracts, right? Todd Gurley got 60 million from the Rams. Elliot got a $90 million extension from the Cowboys. Of course. Le'Veon Bell left, held out of, held out of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers who would have given him a good, decent contract. Then got the same. Then got a uh, a decent contract from the Jets. He got like fifty million dollars. Yeah. So all of those all of those deals, like Todd Gurley, like went to Atlanta after like a couple of years and retired. Like Elliot is was not the same player at the end of that contract that he was at the beginning. Yeah, and Le'Veon Bell has basically Bell sucks. He's he's gone right. Like he's he's retired. So I think teams look at those and they're like, oh, we don't want to give this. We don't want to give Josh Jacobs four years, 60, because what if, what if in two years he's, he's like, you know, he's, his injuries start to go up again. He was, he had some injury concerns prior to last year. Um, and then he, he went off last year. So like, I think the teams have that concern in terms of what running backs need to do. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Yeah, like, the, like the I'm... elite ones, the elite ones I feel like should get paid because when you're an elite running back in this league and this how it's currently constructed, like passing game focus and everything, that means you have an you're you have an elite skill set to catch the ball and run routes at that position. Right? The running like being a good running back isn't enough in this. But if you can also be a great receiver out of the backfield, then you should be you should be paid like a receiver. You know what I mean? Like the Austin Ecklers, the Josh Jacobs, the Christian McCaffreys. Oh, yeah, because the, they make so much money. The Saquons, the the Jonathan Taylors, they all catch balls like 50-plus balls a year. Right. Right? Like, now now I think some of the running backs are, are trying to get that money ahead of some of the consistency concerns, right? So it's like maybe Jonathan Taylor has that one big year, and then he, you know he's trying to set himself up like he he may still continue to have that but like i think teams are concerned that they need to see it for multiple years before they um before they shell out that kind of money but that's all, yeah but that's and that's such a hard thing to do i mean look yeah. at uh look at like a derrick henry right you know has had great success is a fantastic running back but mm-hmm. man that position and when you when you look at his usage rates too when you get used that much as a running back and say that's what you have to do to qualify and justify that money Mm-hmm. Man, that wears you the heck out. There is no way that with that style of play, it's sustainable. So yeah. in that, that I can understand from a franchise perspective, that's a losing battle, right? I Like you said, I just paid this guy a Boku bucks and he's going to retire within three years. He may not even finish the last year of his contract. That's tough to do. And again, as the game changes, how does that make sense? How do running backs stay relevant? They said running backs currently, and these are these are numbers, I guess, currently make 1.8 million in a season on average yeah long snappers like like there's only a couple positions punters and fullbacks are the only ones that make less yeah there's only a couple positions like you said that make long snappers 
yeah like no but that's definitely that definitely got uh that money got uh an increase because of bill belichick every year paying his lawn snapper like three million this man deserves to get paid yeah (laughs) his job is is the most difficult right here he's got he's really got to he's got to toss that ball between his legs uh, uh, you know in a very accurate way uh, for over 10 yards he has the tightest spiral through his legs tightest spiral that that that, that's worth paying i it's it's yeah no they don't deserve it but you know don't you think sometimes you know it's easier what happens if you have like a christian mccaffrey right you know a guy who can do it all that's what I'm saying is like, I think if you're an elite receiver how many guys at your position. That? How many guys can do that? Yeah. I say Eckler. Eckler caught a hundred balls last year. Yeah. So I think, I think when he was kind of like, uh, you know, he asked for the trade and he, he, I know he renegotiated his contract, but like he, I think he was deserving in a bigger contract, even at his age, maybe three years at a, at like a, at a decent price because of his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield you still need that threat max and it's like you can't go fully away from the run game if they if that becomes more prevalent then we might see there not really be a running back position right they just um they just have wide receivers do that but it's still not that prevalent so until that happens yeah i think for the elite running backs you do need to pay them um it's it's really weird to see one position be devalued but all the other ones are just increasing even in a little bit right there's mm-hmm. like there, that's some, that's kind of fishy to me yeah well you know it's going to be uh, <laughs> football old heads are going to be like well we're not even going to have a contact sport anymore we're just going to be passing the ball and, and playing flag football the way the game's going <laughs> i don't i don't even want to watch this i don't even want to watch this garbage anymore there's no contact they're not they're they're soft <laughs> flag football <laughs> yeah flag football with girls oh god how many times have you heard that? Too many. All right. Well, it's yeah. I guess uh, you know. And the the our favorite phrase here uh, on this podcast is "We will see." And I suppose we we'll see. see. All right. Switching over gears, uh, we're going to go to the NBA, and we're going to go with a man that looks like he's going to be on four teams within three years, a superstar. And when we started this podcast, he was on the Houston Rockets. That man is James Harden, the beard. The, the the man the myth the legend the the strip club savant uh we <laughs> uh we're talking uh-huh. about james we, we this week because he's about to get his fat suit out again and he's about to leave philly because i mean i mean what 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 reasons doesn't he have according to what he's saying in public he, he's pulled this stunt literally three times where he'll go out in public be like i'm not happy here i either want a, like money that's unrealistic for what i'm doing or i'm gonna leave He's doing that again with Philadelphia. And he's saying, Daryl Morey is a liar and a cheat, and we he couldn't pay me, and I want to leave, and I hate it here. Why does he do this, like, literally every single year? <sighs> Max, it feels like – it does feel like uh, – What kind of a rep – like, your History rep is, is so repeating bad. itself every year. Every year. But the drama – I feel like the drama in this case, Max, is a little – it's a little deeper than the surface value James Harden. Because, like, James Harden, clearly, diva to the highest extent. Um, I've seen divas have be less maintenance than, than James Harden. Um, but when we, when we think about the situation, he wanted, he wanted to stay. He took less money to stay, right? He, he restructured his contract this past year. And then... 
uh, they told him, you know, when we won't like if we're not we're not going to extend you, basically. So when they didn't want to extend him, uh, when they didn't want to extend him, they said, okay, he said, okay, just trade me then. Yeah. And so when they when you tra- when you when you tell someone, okay, we'll trade you, you would expect, okay, when they pick up the option so that they can get traded, that you would trade them, and then. <laughs> The Sixers are like, no, actually, we won't trade you, and it's probably because their, um, their ask for the Clippers or whoever else they were, doing, and most, probably the Clippers was so high, right? They're just like, oh, we'll, like we'll, we won't pay, we like we, we won't um, pay James Harden to leave us. We're gonna, we want like the King's ransom. It's still James Harden. It's like you can't have yeah. it both ways. I think the Sixers are more in the wrong of the situation, and that's tough for me to take James Harden's side. That is very that tough is for tough. me. I don't want that to do tough. it. When the man quotes, ready? Quote, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he is a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he is a part of. Unquote. The best part is that that, <laughs> that quote was said in China where <laughs> they're not they really Daryl Morey. Yeah, they're, they're not out the there. Daryl Morey yeah! fans. They're yeah! cheering. <laughs> they're cheering this man that. knows what's up <laughs> i love it so it's we like, also hate daryl moore <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, hey. <laughs> so i i honestly think though it's tough for me to take his position i think he's in the right in this case because it was been clear that james harden has done things the way that the sixers wanted him wanted them to be done and then when he when he come when they both come to a, a decision if this is the case to say we're gonna we're gonna trade you, then you better get traded or like it doesn't make any sense. It hurts both of you, right? Now, now James Harden's not gonna play, right? He's not gonna show up to trade. So he's good. Yeah, so he's gonna wear his fast suit at home. Well, they have to wear it on the court. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even have to bring it out. <laughs> he really does have a fat suit. He the, has to. The transformation. Uh, remember that it was the when he was in Houston. Right before oh he said, God, "I don't want to be here." The actual photos were nuts. And like, then in Brooklyn, he looked like a svelte, like, like he was just he like had the body of a up. Greek god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? Are you, are, is it steroids or the fat suit? <laughs> I, but Trey, you know, does his does his performance over the past two years in Philly, past year and a half actually, because it was in the middle of the season that he's like, "I'm I'm out of Brooklyn. This sucks." Mm-hmm. Does his performance justify wanting the King's ransom for what he's doing? Philadelphia, I understand from an organizational standpoint, why, like you said, why am I going to give up a player who has still retaining some value, a lot of name recognition? Why am I going to give him up just so I can get another body that's going to play? Like, I I don't know. If if I'm going to make a deal that's going to be worse for me as a franchise, I'm not doing that. I mean, but then you put yourself in that position because you basically said, hey, he gave up money to stay. And then when he wanted a bigger extension because he gave up money, you said no. So he said, "Okay, well, if you're not going to extend me, just trade me. And so they said, "Okay, cool. Opt in. Then it's like, okay, I opted in so you could trade me, but now you're saying I got to play? Like, it, like yeah, yeah. It, I, I think I, it's just like the signaling is wrong. It's like, he's still a diva. Like, he should... Daryl Morey <laughs> is a liar, <laughs> <laughs> but Daryl Morey's not some like like pristine person either, right? He's he like he's <laughs> so yeah. What he said about China back in the day, mm-mm. 
Well, that's what the that's what that's what China is. Get get, the, get those Rockets games blacked out. Get them blacked out. <laughs> that's what Adam Silver did. Um, <laughs> but but reg- regardless, I think I think I thought their relationship was good, right? That's the only reason James Harden came to Philly is because he had a great relationship with Maury in Houston. But now, I, I mean, if he but, wanted Harden to stay. They should have signed him to an extension, but clearly they clearly they don't. I don't think they I don't think they value him at what he values himself. Trey, if you remember, do you remember the series? They clearly value him more because otherwise he had one good game in game two, and then this dude was like four for sixteen and three for eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The forty point game, he won them the game like single handedly, and then that was it. Yeah, but that was game two, and then after that, he was just like he, his bag was about as deep as like. I don't know. <laughs> a shallower bag. A, a shallower bag. <laughs> a bag that is less deep. You know what I mean? Like, I still I, I still think that I, I can't take the side of the Sixers just because of how they mismanaged him in this case. He's mismanaged everything else. Have we, when, we, when will we learn, Philly fans? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, Philly frauds. When will we learn that you are like uh, uh, an incognito poverty franchise? When will they learn that your actions you have learn? consequences? When are you when are you guys gonna get past the second round? When when are y'all gonna get past the second round? No, 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 no. What happened to the process? When are you gonna let Joe Flop Embiid do anything more than get tired in the second half of a game? Well, well, Max, I swear. I, I, I saw Fraudulent MVP. I saw a tweet, right, over the past like six <laughs> or seven years, right? So twenty seventeen, they traded for the number one pick and they picked Markel Fultz over Jason Tatum, right? They chose <gasps> that. Who's not even on the team. In 2018, Daryl Morey went through that whole Twitter, right? The China Twitter, the China uh, Twitter thing. thing. In Houston, yeah. Right, in Houston. Um, or was that was that in 2018? The, uh, the Bleacher tweet says GM Twitter controversy. I'm assuming that meant Daryl Morey, but I'm not positive. Yeah, okay. uh, but uh, that might be it. In 2019, they traded Jimmy Butler, right? Butler wouldn't, um, oh. Butler wouldn't effectively say that he would want to stay in Philadelphia. So then they did a sign and trade for him to Miami because he wouldn't say, I want to be in Philadelphia. And they didn't like, so they put all the chips in on Tobias Harris. Remember? Um, so. And who, and who's been to the final, who's been to the finals twice, twice, twice in with that it, time with, with it, with in some ways in that bubble year an arguably worst team. Yeah. Now who was an eighth seed who made it to the finals this year? God, God, they're like they're like yeah, Jimmy Butler's not all that. Oh my god. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. 2020, they fired their coach and then hired uh so they fired Brett Brown. They hired uh Doc Rivers. Dude, rip rip Brett Brown, my man. Free and then him. and then and then I think this is when they signed this is when they got Daryl Morey, right? So I'm not sure what the 2018 GM Twitter controversy was. Yeah, I don't know. 2021, Ben Simmons demands a trade, right? Uh, and then 2022, there was subject of an NBA investigation. Do you remember what that was? Yes, yes, it was. It was. Um, it, was I that think a pick? Was, was that a draft thing? It was tamper. It was a tampering. Tampering thing, right? Yeah. And then 2023, James Harden demands a trade. So it feels like every year they have a controversial thing happen to them, uh, because of poor mismanagement. And we talk about the process, right? So trust the process. Trust the process. Wow, rip! I remember, and that's I remember that was going on when I first like really got into the NBA. Mm-hmm. And that was what like year twenty they like really, when they when they drafted and beat it twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prior to that, and they're like, "Yeah, this is it." Which great pickup, right? He really he's the only guy 
I would say that has like really panned out for you. Mm-hmm. Minus Gorsh's Niang. But why do but why do uh why do players not want to play for him for long periods yeah, of time, Max? Because <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. Like if your organization is a dumpster fire, yeah, that really affects players' mentality, right? They can go and play for, you know, I don't care who it is. And they're going to have like a decent time. Things are going to be organized. You're going to have a clear path of what it is, what your expectations are, what's going to go on during the season. Boom, 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 boom. That's, you know, as a player, I want that. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm going to be a role player or take less money, if I can like have fun at work and have an organized workplace, that thumbs up. That's what Mm -hmm. I want. It's the same for everybody. If you work a corporate job, it's the same thing. Do I want to work for an organization or like a company? I get paid. Okay, say I make 100K a year at this other company, right? But it's a nightmare. And every single day I walk into the office, I've got a headache. <laughs> My boss is terrible. I like they're literally, they're like lying to me. They got these new recruits in. They're doing outside hires for, ma- for management positions that should be in house. Or am I going to take 75K and go work at another company and things are just like calm? They're good. The boss is nice and organized. We get to work every day. We go home. We have a couple company outings on Fridays. That That's all I want. Yeah. And you're not getting that with the Sixers. I'll tell you that. I'm you're not getting, getting that with the 76ers. And th- <laughs> that's the thing is that they're like, oh, oh trust this process. We're going to figure it out. We got this five-year plan. We've got it. And it turns out to be nothing. Second round exit. Like I said, tell me when you're going to get out of the second round. Call me. Dude, it Call got me. It's funny because uh, during the time we were – and I is free agency happened. One of the free agent deals that happened was the Paul Reed contract where oh, Danny God. Ainge uh, signed Paul Reed to an offer sheet. But one of the stipulations of the offer sheet was that he would get his whole contract guaranteed if the team that Paul Reed was on makes the, makes the second round. Oh, no. Makes the conference finals or makes the, the second round. Finals, yeah. No, no. I think it's makes the second round, the semifinals. Oh, yeah. Um. And which is a direct like at the 76ers because that's how far they can make it. So if they were to match and they made the semifinals, they'd have to fully guarantee Paul Reed's contract, which they matched. So now he gets his contract guaranteed if they make what they've always done. <laughs> and then you can tell Danny Age was like high fiving people. He's like, yeah, we did it, boys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> Oh man! It's like when other GMs are like calling you out in like actual contractual ways. That's when you know you can't, you can't get past the hump. Oof, get over L, the L L L L. That's I'm telling you, it's the most incognito poverty franchise. Like you know, we we all know that like New York Knicks poverty franchise, right? But they're public about it. We know <laughs> we we know everybody knows. That's why that's why Knicks fans go up like two one in a playoff series. They're going crazy. They they won one game against Miami. They're like, yeah. They do like a side yeah. talk video, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spike Lee's going crazy. Yeah, no, they know. But like Philly, they act every year like they're gonna do something special. This year, what do you think they're gonna do? The same thing. Second round oh, exit. The same thing or worse if James Harden is another team. Or worse, Joel Embiid. Oh, yeah. What is he doing right now? Do you think he's training? Do you think he's getting his cardio going? No, he was he was uh, dancing in that in that video. Uh, yeah, I don't know, he was exactly. at a wedding or something. Uh, yeah, so he's getting his moves on for the first round exit celebration, I think. Yeah, and he had to mm-hmm. stop when they started playing the 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 Cupid Shuffle after the Cha Cha Slide because he was out of breath. <laughs> 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 oh, 
That's oh a bad place to be, Max. You can't even finish the Cupid place. Shuffle. Cupid <laughs> Shuffle. Yeah. No, seriously. Hey, so, he's so James, done when they're doing the electric slide. Oh, God. Man down, man down. <laughs> it's James Hard done again. I, I hear what you're saying about, you know, like you support him, but I don't know, Shrey. I, I never have sympathy when you're making it a point to do this like stupid media tour of just bashing your organization and be like, this sucks. That is, true. that is true. That is true. It's because if this was like the first time it happened and he was done wrong in this situation, you'd be, I'd be overly like, what the heck are the Sixers doing? Like, what is their goal? But he's done this every, he's done this in every place. Like he's, he's put out statements and held out and done antics outside of the court where. Yeah. But straight, he's taking, he's taking interviews on USA Today, their sports section. Wild. That that right there. That's like tabloid behavior. <laughs> that's tabloid behavior. This guy just wants this this weird smoke for no reason. I, don't, I I really I genuinely don't pick care. up my story at the grocery store line behavior. <laughs> James Hard done. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Uh, I, I want to move on, you know, quickly before we get out of here. Uh, yeah. I want to just talk about so, you know, a few things. Actually, a whole bunch of things happen. While we were away and we can't talk about all of them, uh, but one big one for, you know, Celtics fan, I guess two big ones for Celtics fans. Um, oh, we also didn't even talk about, you know, Dame holding out in his whole trade situation with Portland and Miami. I think yeah. we'll talk about that when we kind of get a result, you know, about whether he's going to, you know. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet on that front. Been pretty quiet, but for a while, you know, it was Miami just like going crazy being like he's going to be here. But it's the same thing for, for the Trailblazers. They're not going to send him out on a losing deal. They, right. The Trailblazers to me have all the leverage. And and for them, it's like, damn, if you don't want to show up, dude, that's that's fine. But we're not going to trade you to Miami for Tyler freaking Hero. <laughs> Which they, they don't want. They need a third team to like take him. They need a third team to take him. That's the only way the deal is going to get done. Because Tyler yeah. Hero does not fit in that Portland system at all. Yeah. No, it's not going to. Chauncey Billups would eat him alive. <laughs> not, that's not going to work. And Tyler Hero is a Miami boy through and through. It's crazy yeah. that they want him gone, but they don't have any other pieces. They're not going to give up Bam or Jimmy. Nope. And that's the only like it would have to be like a package. It have to be it like be- Caleb Martin and Bam out of bio and and probably like somebody else for like a straight up for like a straight up deal for a straight up Dame. That's that's what it would have to be. No, nah, I right? think yeah, it's they're they're talking about like Jaime Hawkins the uh, the first round pick from this year. And like, yeah. you know, a bunch of first round picks and pick swaps and stuff. And then Tyler Hero gets sent to a third team. That's what it, it would takes, have to be. It's got to be. It's going to be like it's that. Damian freaking Lillard. He averaged 32 points last season. Yeah. Or it was like 30 and change. But yeah, they got to get a lot out of it. They got to get a lot out of it. But there's also like, where does it end in terms of like, we just got to get this done for Dame's sake. Like, that's the thing. Like, loyalty is a part of it, I guess. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. <laughs> so it's like loyalty is a part of it. So, like, like where do you, where is that line between, okay, we got to just do it for him and we got to get the most out of it. And that's like a very gray area in this case. So, yeah, we'll yeah, see where I that agree. ends up being and we'll talk I about agree. it. I agree. Well, so another guy that got paid um, or, you know, actually guaranteed money. So Jalen Brown, as of right now, is the richest player in the NBA. Jalen Brown. Of the Boston Celtics got the super super duper max extension, mm-hmm. five year three hundred four. Yep. Yeah. Nutty money. Anthony Davis just got a one hundred eighty six million dollar for three year extension. Uh, what 
my question to you, Shrey, and my question for the viewer, which contract would you rather have? Anthony Davis, Jalen Brown, and you're paying them Boku bucks. And 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 this is knowing what we know now about both players, right? Like all Just things what we know now, today, currently. August of 2023. I mean, you got to take, I mean, no, it's not even you got to take. I feel like this is a tough decision because Anthony Davis is a top 10 player when healthy. Like he's that type of talent. Like when healthy, he is. But can you count on him at this stage? It feels like every year he's missing 20 games, right? And like he was really good in the playoffs this year. Or until the end, but he was good in the beginning part of the playoffs this year, um, especially that series versus Dallas. Right? Was it Dallas that they played this year? Um, uh, no, no, they played Dallas. Dallas. Oh no! Sorry, no, sorry. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, he was re- he was really good in the Minnesota series. Um, yeah. Not bad. I don't know why I said Dallas. He played fi- he played fifty six games this year. Yeah. So I mean, you got you you knock him off for twenty games a year, roughly every year. Um, but you're going to get really good 56 games, 50 games. Jalen Brown, he's going to play 65 plus every year, probably. Um, maybe 70. And you're going to get, you're going to get really good scoring. I, I mean, I think for availability, you just got to pick Jalen Brown and hope that, you know, a lot of the things, a lot of the the issues that he had in the playoffs this year, he works really works on them in the off season and he doesn't come back with the same issues. Um, it feels like every year he has focused on something. So I'll pick Jalen Brown in this case, uh, well, just for well, that. Right. I, so, so yes. And I, the, the thing that I, I just, I can't understand and I get it. Some of his turnovers are egregious and he can't, he has a hard time when he puts the pressure on himself to be a number one guy. And to me, it's all mental and that's something that he can get over because when you look at by the numbers he improved in just about every freaking category that's the thing it's like people forget about that yeah every single category he's better he's better by a significant margin in some of those the two things he's got to get better at are obviously dribbling with his left hand dribbling to the left and thinking about and setting up his teammates oh yeah yeah but also going left and going left but (laughs) i think i think setting up his teammates is huge too i think Trusting he, his teammate, yeah. Trusting his teammates, tr- like, like give I the feel ball like, to get it back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the huge thing. Is like I feel like sometimes it can kind of get sucked, uh, like like into him. Like he gets against his own shooting vortex when he gets the ball. Um, I think he needs to be better about kicking it back out and kicking it to the corner. Like Jason Tatum got really like a lot better at that. Um, if Brown can can kind of use that court vision a little more. Um, Absolutely, but again, he, he has yeah. more. He got he averaged more assists this year. Yeah, like if he lost like a point or two off his average, but he was like a four assist player a game, like that would be amazing, right? Like like he doesn't have to increase the scoring. He doesn't have to be a thirty point per game player like Tatum is, mm-hmm. but if he can be like twenty four five and five or something like that, like that would show real growth in that he's looking for his teammates, and he's affecting the game in other ways than scoring, which currently the only way he's really affecting the game is his scoring. Like he's a good, he's a really good mid range player. His three point shot has gotten better, but you can't say he's a, a good facilitator yet. And he's still a below average defender. He's not some like great defender. So if he can get that assist part of his game and his passing part of his game up, like 
that'll make the Celtics a much better player in the post Marcus Smart era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, um, you know, if you look at, like you said, if you look at availability and injuries and stuff, so past two seasons, 21, 22, and then 22, 23, AD, 40 games played, 56 games played. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, 66 games played, 67 games played. Yeah. Availability is the best ability. And I, I will take that. I will take that any day. 34 I think. minutes a game for AD, uh, 29 for, for JB. I mean, but the, the like we have to we have to acknowledge that the talent of AD right now compared to Jalen Brown is better than Jalen Brown, right? When you talk about somebody that is at the top of his, his position, in, as a like defender, you're taking like a, like a perfectly healthy, like going crazy, hundred percent, yes. Like if I want like like with AD, he's, I get he's, a, he's six ten with a seven four wingspan. Exactly. So there's that. He can his move timing. Up with, but, yeah, but his, think about motor, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jalen Brown. And, and, and have you're a right. You're motor. right. Now I'm starting to get into the caveats of like what actually plays out. But yes, if you're in a bubble and we just have them at 100, percent they're playing their best basketball, and it's just looking at raw talent. Yeah, yeah like if I look, if I had like silhouettes for two guys, I didn't know who they were, but I saw six ten, massive wingspan, great timing on block shots, great footwork on defense, stretch four five, can hit threes when needed. Um, like I would take that in this league, right? When you're talking about what, where the league is going, like that's, he's the prototype for that type of player. But then when you look at his concerns, that starts to diminish it a little. And you would, you would want the, hopefully the guy, the younger guy, right? Well, I don't know how old AD is now. Is AD still, is AD 30 yet? Uh, no, he uh, 29 last year. He's 29. Okay. So, I mean, I'm taking Jalen Brown at 25, Right with his current skill set and his ability, to, hopefully his ability to improve defensively. 26, yeah, yeah. At twenty six, his ability to improve and facilitate. But then, uh, almost thirty year old guy that has had injury issues prior to even being thirty. Um, regardless of his talent, I just want the guy on the floor. So I think I picked John. That's right, and that to me is a no brainer. Like you, if you're the Celtics. Right, you know you're not going to move on from JB, despite what everybody cries about and the, the stupid the left hand stuff. You just locked in one of the best, you know, wings in the game for his prime. Five mm-hmm. the next five years, he's 26 now, going to be 27 next season. You just locked him in for the rest of his prime. I would much. say I would say at least two, if not more. You've locked him in for five, but then it starts to get dicey once the Jalen Jason Tatum contract uh, extension That'll comes be, that's into next play. Next year, though. Yeah, so it's so it's at least so I'm saying it's like you know for two years that's like your best window, and then it starts to get dicey and we see where Jalen Brown uh, is. You go for like posted. trades and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because of I, just I the it. money management. And I, stuff. I'm, again in a bubble. Theoretically, you've lost five years. Five. Yeah, five years. Right. Yeah, right. I I'm I'm also and I I can't disagree with you. I'm going to take Jalen Brown. The end of that contract though is like a lot though. Like if he it's ends a lot here, of money. I know sixty nine. Like, but nice, that's nice, wait, well, nice. <laughs> no, and that's the thing is like it might be nice come twenty twenty six or whenever I don't know when the contract twenty twenty eight or something whenever it ends, um, whenever it is, it it might be nice because who knows what people are going to be making in twenty twenty eight twenty nine. Basketball like, is growing as a sport. Someone's going to get an eighty million dollar contract. Somebody's going to get It's going to be Steph Curry. He's going to be geriatric. It's going to be Steph Curry. Golden State Warriors fans are that crazy. We got to pay. We got to pay. Actually, no, they t- they turn on their own real quick. Wait, yo, shout out to my man, Jordan Poole. Man, he got he got, he got got wronged. 
He did. You get got wrong. wrong. You get one. You get one bad playoffs, and they're like, "Yo, this guy's ass." He's going to do really. Washington's going to suck, but he's going to do really well. Because he's be a awful. good player. He's developed really nicely. I like Jordan Poole, man. Yeah, he's he's really he's got, good. He's got he's a little good. bit of the young kid cockiness and young kid ego. But if you look at like him as a play, dude, how no. many players? How many players could have done what he did on a team Ooh. with Steph, Draymond, Clay? <sighs> He was, and that was the joke. He was the third splash brother. Yeah. And he's still an all time high. They had three 20 point per game scorers. Like, that's tough to Better than Tyler Hero. That's what Tyler Hero wishes he was. Yeah, I think I would say so. Because he still had had the wherewithal on defense and like to make plays and set stuff up. Like, he still, he still kind of gets into the little bit of the rookie mentality. That's what I'm saying. His youth. His youth shines at a few moments. That's the only thing. But he still came up big in some of these games in the playoffs, like when on their way to the championship and 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 things of that nature. He killed the Celtics in the finals. He killed us. Yeah. 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 (laughs) He basically picked up all of Clay Slack, basically. He won them a championship. Yeah. Without without him, are they winning? With how Steph was playing, probably, but (laughs) 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 we still said yes. Yeah. Uh, But still, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like if you know, free my boy, free my boy, free my boy, Jordan Poole, Splash Bro three. All right, last thing, uh, last thing I want to talk about. Uh, we we should talk about is we talked about this. Uh, well, we actually we didn't talk about it officially on air yet. That's just uh, that's the departure of Marcus Smart from Boston. To me, that was this is one of the biggest you know trades. Obviously, Brad Beal going to the Suns is huge. Dylan Brooks to the Rockets, big trade, blockbuster. Um, but one of the biggest ones for me. I'm just kidding. Uh, did you also see? Did you see his performance for Team Canada in the? Uh, oh yeah, I've I've been seeing. Uh, no, no, he's on. He's on the USA team. Dylan Brooks is on. Is Canadian. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. Oh oh he oh, that was a team. I just like saw three points, five turnovers, what? one for seven from from downtown. I was just seeing Dennis Schroeder like clown him like four plays in a row. True shooting. Yeah, like like Dennis Schroeder like crossed him up and just like stood there and pointed and then he went up and then he got a steal on him and then like got the dunk or the layup and then he like pointed again. I was like, dude, dudes are clowning D- Dylan Brooks before the season even starts. Like it's crazy. Like he is he is the number one target for everyone this year. I'm sure yeah. him and Wemby are gonna get targeted so much this year just by players. Just because oh, of yeah, I'm that. looking at the point right now. That's great. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Schroeder was trolling you, dude. Dennis Schroeder. You know, and and this is the thing. Remember when? Remember when he was on this? No, come on. Remember when he was on the Celtics? He's I I like I like Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, but he's not some. He's not like. He's not a basketball god, but he's yeah, a like player. he like it's not like it's not like Dennis Schroeder's gonna do this every day. Like he's not gonna get like he's not like a twenty like you know what I mean like. He's not a guy that's like, oh, I'm just gonna get straight buckets every day. But in Germany, like, he's gonna be go crazy because he's like probably one of their best players. So it's like, it's it's like why it's like wild. It's that, just like, extra good. It's I I'm licking my like who knows <laughs> if Dennis Schroeder is the, if the, he's the base level troll, like who's what player like under the skill level of Dennis Schroeder is gonna troll Den, uh, Dylan Brooks come the NBA season? Are they gonna see like Mike Muscala dunk on? Dylan Brooks didn't like do the like the little man sign like oh, like man. you're too small sign like like dude we're gonna it's, see a lot it, of those it's music to my ears he I, he is like the most hated player in the NBA <laughs> yeah. he took he took Draymond Green's spot because Draymond at the end of the day is still a good basketball player Draymond Green's spot where 
as like as like one of oh, the most oh, hated. Oh, as most hated? Yeah, 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 yeah. At least Draymond, Draymond, Green, is, Draymond Green is still hated universally. Like, I'm not arguing that. But I think if you hate somebody more, it's Dylan Brooks. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I would say Especially so. Especially after what is he, like, like, what is, what what does does he do? What he, do you do? He's a good on-ball defender. That's that's all I can say. <laughs> I mean, so is Patrick Beverly. I'm not paying. labeled him as a hybrid defender. I mean, I'm not even like so not, is even, Patrick a, not even a defensive lockdown. And Patrick, L. like L. I'm not, I'm not paying Patrick Beverly eighty million. Like, why do I gotta pay Dylan Brooks eighty million and do the same thing, Pat Beverly? Rockets, dude. The Rockets are insane to me. That's another poverty franchise, but they know it now. <laughs> they they understand where they are. They're gonna mean Boban till they, till they trade him, and then that's gonna be it. And they got a picking, picking up, picking up. Um, did they get a man or a sore Thompson? I can't they got a man. I mean, yeah, great pickup. That's the only good thing they've done this offseason. FVV? No. <laughs> but you got, you paid him? You got a lot. You got a, four, that is two, the stupidest con. No. 40 mil. That's the dumbest contract. That I Look, I love Fred Van Vliet. I loved an undrafted king. Uh, no. Nope. Nope. Absolutely I mean, not. he deserves it. He, 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 he for his shooting percentage, for his shooting splits, he got the Ooh, bag. Yeah, good yeah. for him. He's got a yeah. great agent. He must have Gordon Hayward's agent. <laughs> You know that guy? He's got to be on his last year of that. Hang on. I'm, I'm looking this up. Uh, Shrey, talk, talk, talk to everybody a little bit about Marcus Smart's departure and the addition of Chris Stapp's Porzingis while I look this up. Yeah, and I mean, we, 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 we've we talked about it uh, in the hiatus, but I think Marcus Smart, uh, and, I orig- and I felt like this when the trade happened, and I still feel about this a month, month and a half later. It's I like Marcus Smart. I think Marcus Smart has has been a great Celtic, a great part of this community. And I, but I just don't think, I don't think that like, I don't know. Like I don't feel like I lost, like I just like lost like insane amount of value by trading away Marcus Um, Smart. I, that's how I've always felt. It's like, I disagree. I think there is a lot of value that you lose there. And in, 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 in it's it's one of the things, and I've always said this, he does stuff that's not going to show up on the stat sheet, and that's why I think you can argue that you're not losing value. But Max, you and I both know, Shrey, that like what he does on the court, the stuff that is invaluable. And when he got married, he wasn't as good. I will say that. But was, prior to like, that, What about the Shrey, inconsistency? The, though, the hustle plays. They, and also, okay, too, Max. we talk about availability. The guy's tough. I've seen him take falls that like yes, yes, put yes, him I will say that. for a couple of games. I will say like, that. He 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 gets back up. That he is a tough mf'er, and I will I say that. give him credit for that. When we're when we're talking about when we're talking about this rotation now, the guard rotation post Marcus Smart, and you're now more, uh, you have to value Mark Malcolm Brogdon more. Um, that scares me a little because of the availability factor of Malcolm Brogdon versus when you had Marcus Smart. Brogdon was more of a luxury, so if he gave you sixty games at his whatever twenty minutes per game, you were really right. comfortable with it. But now if he's like twenty five or 30 you're like because he might only play like 40 games this year because of the injury concerns marcus smart would play like 82 75 to 82 and you'd be that like that would like ease some of your concerns the issue the issue is why i feel like people are kind of like overrating the smart like leaving factor is because of how many years he was here versus like what they actually saw when he was here and I think most of the hustle plays and the uh, and, and, and like the oh that was a great smart play 
was a lot of like makeup to the bad plays that he did here. So they kind of evened out. So he was a very neutral player, which is how I feel about him. I feel neutral. Right, his defense was good. His offense left some to be desired. Right, so like if he but he shot really well last year. If he like shot an air ball, he would come back and steal the ball. So it's like, and then he would get a two out of a player. I don't know. I feel like that's underrated. Right, but then but then you get an inflated sense of self, and I feel like he he has that where he's like, he he's the longest tenure, and he would tell this to you to your face. I'm the longest tenure Celtic. I'm teaching the young guys like he's some like Obi-Wan like he like he's not like Paul Pierce or anything but I feel like he, he kept like displaying himself as Paul Pierce and the organization had that like value gave him that value too. who was it it was Tatum Brown and smart Tatum Brown and smart smart was in all the decision making for Udoka right he they brought him into the conversations right they they gave yeah. him his money like it was like He's like, I'm big three. I'm the third splash brother. But then wh- what happened in the playoffs when Udoka came? Udoka benched Marcus Smart in key moments because he would chuck the ball. It's like five minutes. Like you were you ever calm and safe with five minutes left to go in a game with Marcus, Marcus Smart on the Smart's court? A, yeah, I know. I know. Like you didn't know if you were gonna get two threes out of him and be like, okay, the game the game's over because we won. Because he just hit two threes, or he shoots four threes and he misses all of them, and now the other team's back in the game. You didn't know what, what smart the hell. <laughs> you blink for one second, and it's like the five point lead is like a seven point deficit. So, <laughs> Marcus Smart's like, yeah, twenty point lead. We were not, we're not, we're not, we're, not, we're gonna keep that safe. Not around here, partner. Not and what? Here. And what was great about the the depot year? He figured out his role in that offense. He became more of a facilitator. His shot, his shot selection was much better. I feel like for like when I look at me talking about him with friends and like chatting about him in that year versus this year, I was so much more complimentary of Marcus Smart in that year than I was this past year. But he shot better this year. What was his uh what from three or just in general? From three. Okay, what was his three point percentage? I, I'll have to. Was it still, it's still probably like thirty two, right? Hang on, it's not that low. It's not that great. Hang on, all right. So three point percentage. Thir- <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's thirty two percent, isn't it? Thirty two percent in his career. Thirty three. Thirty three this year. Thirty three. up from point three three one. Okay, what about his attempts, three point attempts per per game? Uh five uh five point six up from five point one. I mean, like it's still a lot for shooting thirty three percent. He's shooting six threes. So he's making, you're making, you're a, making two, two of them. <laughs> two of them every game. And like That's what that, it is. No, literally, Shay, that's what it is. Yeah, because three point three pointers actually made is one point nine up from one point seven. So it's like he's he's not even making two threes a game. But he's shooting six of them. It's like I don't know. He's not like he's not having like a Grant Williams stage of like three point renaissance. You know what I mean? Like he's not getting like amazing at it, but he continues. Well, to Grant shoot Williams it. is also gone, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. But I mean, I honestly, if it were up to me, I would have kept. I would have wanted Grant Williams back, and I would have traded Marcus Smart. There's there's just something off about the mix at this point in the in, in their stages. Well, of their so in in this is this is what I'm gonna say, and I'm I'm just gonna hop in, and I'm gonna. The, the, I, and I understand your argument. How many times can you take basically the same thing and keep throwing it at the wall, right? You you take the same mix of spaghetti and fettuccine and, and, and cheese sauce. You keep throwing it at the wall. Same thing. 
How many times do you think it'll stay? How many times can we run it back with that pretty much same yeah. Celtics crew, you know, plus minus a few role players and pieces and expect to win a championship? We did. We got, you know, Eastern Conference Finals consistently, finals one time. But outside of that, you know, you can't close it out and you can't get the job done. So do you think that Porzingis, that addition is going to really make that much of a difference? I think it'll be fine. He also, to me, is an injury concern. Yeah, I, I, I see the biggest problem with the Celtics this year is going to be About staying healthy. Yeah. And I don't like being in that situation, right? Talent is there. Talent was there last year, too. I'm not – I can't even I can't even front. We had, on paper, and, and really, in actuality, we had one of the most talented rosters. We were very deep. Our guard rotation was phenomenal. If Peyton Pritchard, who he's shaping up really nicely, I still like him. If he couldn't even get minutes because our one, two, three guards were so good, what does that say? That's a really good place to be. Yeah. We're not we're not that good this year. Well, it's a it's a couple of things. They clearly value Al Horford's minutes this year more than last year because that's why otherwise they wouldn't get Porzingis. They want Al Horford to be like they want depth at the forward position so that Al Horford is more God, it's about time. You can't he he's old enough and people are like, Oh, he he's old and he sucks. Al Horford does not suck. Defensively defensively, he might be your best player. Exactly. Yeah. Because he can guard you know, and that's what people say. People are like, oh, you're the Celtics. Who's going to guard Giannis? Who's going to guard Joel Embiid? Who's going to guard Jokic? He did Al all of it. Freaking Horford will. He, he's done all We've of it. We've totally. seen it at 36 going into 37. Screw you, buddy. He's a <laughs> god. He, no, seriously, he's Daddy Horford. I love him. No. But that's the problem, right? And you see his problem at the end of the season is fatigue. He is old. He is yeah. old. He can't be playing 32 it, minutes a freaking game. Hurts him. It hurts him on the offensive end. You saw him at the end where he was just, he was just missing tired, his threes. Dude. Yeah, he was just tired. You can literally see the lines good, short. Yeah. That is straight fatigue. Yeah. So I think that's where they clearly value it. But I think Max, you talked about he was the second best three point shooter percentage wise this year. In the beginning, yeah, and you remember that uh, that huge stretch they had in the beginning, three shooting threes. They were like good. People thought they were going to be the best three point shooting team in the. NBA history ever, like ever. yeah ever um but so they that's the one thing is like they clearly value that but then also Max you were talking about um on paper they were the best team but the one thing paper doesn't show is mindset and I think that's where it's clearly the Celtics need they they need to figure that out is that their mindset throughout a season they have too many slumps they have too many stretches where you don't know where their head is at and then you you hope that by the the playoffs that they like figure it out, right? And we have too many of those years where they you you're never confident going into the playoffs that you know exactly where they're at. That was this past year. You didn't know exactly where they're at. They figured it out kind of to to win that game seven yeah, and they, so, to win. It was not a fun. It was but yeah, fun. but it wasn't a championship mindset. So because we, we because remember we talked about this and it was how like their ego was so great they're like oh yeah we're 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 better we're just not playing like it like yeah. you you didn't put it together you actually aren't that great yeah Crazy. and that that's why it's like the inflated sense of ego and that's I mean that's where that's where I think Marcus Smart leaving clears that up in a little bit it's not now you're focusing on uh, Brown and Tatum their th- their ego their confidence their leadership is the only thing that matters right now. Max. They have no other. They have no other voices in the room. So if they can't get it done from that standpoint, 
right? If they don't have the swagger, Build if they on. don't have the confidence, then we're done. This is the last resort. Get ready they- to learn Chinese, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but they're... <laughs> but they, I love those names. Uh, but they, yeah, but I don't think we're that close yet, but we're... We're at the stage of like they had to peel a piece off from that group. Yeah, right. And Again, because smart. how many times can you run it back with the same thing and expect it to work? Yeah. If we had Udoka, we'd have a championship. Yeah, it's a shame he had to to go do. <laughs> Keep it in your <laughs> pants, buddy. Really, the debauchery of that man. Ridiculous. All right. Oh, God. All right. Well, you know, and back to our favorite phrase. I guess we'll see. I guess we can't we can't predict the future. All right, we folks, can't. thank you for tuning in to the return episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm one of your hosts, Max, along with your other host, Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.